Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X studio, this is Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another edition of Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host, Tom Sheldon, and yeah, we're coming to you live from the beautiful Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County. I have with me a great guest. Yes, I know all my guests are great, but hey, they are. Coming to us from Fairway Independent Mortgage, Julie King. Julie, welcome to the Northeast Studio. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great today. How about you? Oh, I'm always good. Good, good. I get to sit and talk to a microphone, and you for that matter. <laughs> right. How much better does that get? I know. Yeah. You're uh, in the mortgage world, I hear. I am in the mortgage world. Not a vicious rumor. Not a vicious rumor. Not a vicious rumor Not even a rumor. Not even a rumor. <laughs> How long have yep. you been doing that? So I've been in the mortgage industry going on 11 years. It's, it's been a while. She started when she was like seven. So eight. Eight. Yes. It was you're, eight. Out of, you're out of high school. Yeah. You're, yeah. Out of, you're definitely out of high school. Definitely out definitely of high school. Out of high school. I guess you like it. I do like it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's the most rewarding career I have had. Really? Really? Yes. Well, now, what else have you dabbled in? Well, uh, my first experience was in a family-owned food distribution business that I worked in for many years. That sounds like literally, no puns intended, a lot of moving parts. Yes, a lot of, not moving business, food distribution. No, food, okay. moving food. Yeah, moving food. Well, yes, moving food does no take. No puns intended. No there. puns intended, uh, yes. A family so, business? Yes, yes. So my father brought um, Little Debbie snack cakes down to Atlanta and was a, a distributor for them for many, many years. Oh, I should know the name of that that family. That McKee. McKee. I was thinking Key. Keys. The McKees, yes. McKees. Uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Ottawa, Tennessee. Yeah. I know things. Yes, you do. I'm telling you. <laughs> exactly. I'm quite impressed, actually. <laughs> I've, I've spent a few nights in Ottawa, Tennessee. Okay. Well, yep. So that's what brought us to Atlanta um, okay. when I was quite a young young lass, he, he, younger than eight. He brought you down here. And um, we started that up. And then when I started working with them and my husband came in and we did that for many years. And then we moved on from there and somehow found myself landing in the mortgage world. Nothing wrong with that. No, actually, it's a uh, very rewarding, very enjoyable. Um, nothing like getting to help people buy a house. Uh, it's not, it's not that, a better experience. Other than maybe childbirth or possibly getting married for some of us, buying a house could be one of the biggest moments of your life. Yes. And it is a very stressful. She had stressful. no idea where I was going. I know, <laughs> but you're right. Very super, stressful. Super stressful. Super stressful. You're a counselor right. and a financial advisor. Uh, you're administrative. You're detailed. Best friend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes the mom or the dad trying don't spend anything, don't buy anything, don't so don't buy that furniture. Yeah, they shouldn't buy a new car no. three days before closing. No, they should not, and they shouldn't quit their job a couple of days before closing That's either. That's bad. But now wait a minute, Julie. They're buying a new house next week. We're closing next week. I'm going to go and spend thirty grand on furniture, which is not hard to do. No, I know. That's you, a bad, is, that, is that a bad idea? That is a really bad idea because Especially, we pull yeah. your credit right before we close on the house. 30 seconds before you sign. That's right. So we know everything you've done. I'm in your life for 15 to 30 days, and then I'm out, and you can go buy whatever you want. That makes sense. Yep. Just so have a big party. 
but just don't do it beforehand. Yes, uh, we warn people about that. You have every to. time. I bet you have to. Yes. No one thinks about that. No, they don't, and they really think once they're approved, that's it. That it all is done. And that's why sometimes at the last minute, people will go out and apply for credit, or they will go buy a car, or they will quit their job. All those things have happened. So you're speaking from, <laughs> from experience. experience. Yes, I am. <laughs> she is smiling when she said that, folks. <laughs> yes, yes. But now, Julie, now wait a minute now. This is 2023. Even in Jackson County. Sorry. Love you, Jackson County. You know I do. Internet, right? We all walk around many computers in our hand, right? Our phones. I can get a quote-unquote mortgage specialist in a little chat box on the internet. Isn't that all I need to do? Mm, No. (laughs) I'm betting you offer a much more hands-on personalized experience. Yes. So what you really... no chat boxes. Yes, no chat boxes, although that's how you want to communicate. We can text, we can email, we can converse over the phone, we can meet in person. So we can do a lot of different communication styles. But I think what you need to, to remember is that each person that's on the internet trying to get a loan, they aren't having any kind of relationship with your realtor. They don't have any relationship with the community and they really don't have any relationship with you. So they're not bought into making your loan close. You are just a number in their world. Yes. Literally. Literally just a number. You are a call on the phone. The cue, the batch number. And I read you loans on a regular basis from internet lenders that they are denied at the last minute. Really? Um, yes. We come in and why do you Why do you think that is? Just no follow through? Uh, no follow through, not getting the right documents, not, you know, in the online world, everybody's online. I know who my processor is. I know who my underwriter is. I talk to those people. I've worked at Fairway for almost eight years. So I, I've worked with the same group of people for those a whole eight years. That's incredibly unusual in our world. So you have your quote-unquote own team, your own network of people and professionals. Yes. Backing you up to get this job done. Yes. So I can tell you the name of my processor, the name of my underwriter, and the name of my closer. What does a processor do? So a processor is going, I'm going to collect all your documents. I'm going to review them all, and I'm going to take a look at everything, make sure you look good. Then the processor, she's going to look through everything, see if we need any additional documents. She sets it all up. Then we send it on to the underwriter. They go in and underwrite the file and they do a more extensive search. You know, they're going to go through every transaction on your, in your checking account, all those things. And then our closer is the one who's going to get the money there, the most important part. People we really want to be nice to. That's right. You don't talk to her a lot, but... Probably for a reason. Yeah, probably. But she's sweet as can be. And we always get our money there the day before closing. Oh, really? So that's a plus as well. So you're not all sitting at the closing table. And now we even have a good bit of e-sign closing. So many of the documents can be e-signed. You still have to go in and wet sign a couple right. of them. But right. The final. The final. The final thing. But uh, yes. So Does a seller even need to be there? <laughs> Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're not. I have been not. involved with closings where the seller wasn't in the same state. Uh, that is true. Yeah. So they send a, a package out, the seller closes it, and they overnight it back because some of those documents have to be wet signed. I got you. So, yes. I forgot about the overnight thing. It makes sense. Yes. So everything's all together and we are ready to roll. I got to ask you, I ask every real estate professional in, in, the, in the world of real estate, maybe an agent, a mortgage person, even an insurance person, here's the catch question. How is the market? 
I got to ask you that. Well, you know what? That is a How great, is the market? That's a great question. Um, the, the market, as far as rates go, yes, we are in a higher interest rate market right now. Six-ish? Mm, seven-ish. Right, have we hit seven? Yes. I didn't know seven-ish. that. Seven-ish. Oh. But what you have to remember is when you're looking at that rate, so let's say seven and a quarter, and then you buy a home, $500,000 home, $400,000 loan amount, right. and then you're going to pay about... $260 more than you would if you bought it at six and a quarter. Okay. So, but you aren't counting in. So that's 3000 a little over $3,000 a year. And then you, if you refinance it, that's going to cost you probably 3500 But nobody calculated in on that $500,000 house that the average increase in equity is about 4.3%. Right. So over time hopefully that, that stay, year, Hopefully that stays the same. Yes. We're all hoping that stays the same. So and, that's and interesting and it, too. And it should, so and it let should. me let me tell you. I'm just asking all the right questions. Yeah, you are. So the news is there to sell. They are there to sell news and get oh, viewers. Sell magazines and newspapers. That's though, exactly though they don't right. Sell newspapers anymore. It's no, figure well, speech right. folks are selling newspapers. But they're looking to get you to watch, and the way they do that is to create sensationalism so that you will be listening to what they have to say. But if you look at the market from 2007 to now, to 2023, at 2007 during the Great Recession, which is what everyone is so concerned about, oh, yeah. there were 4 million homes on the market available. Right. Now there's 1.1 million. Massive so a huge shortage. reduction. Right. There were 301 million people. Now there are 335 million people. Right. So you're looking at totally different market. Yeah. 40% of that 1.1 million are under contract. So we're only down to like 600,000 homes for the entire United States with 30, what, 34 million more borrowers. 10% more people. A third of the houses. And when you look at a 1% drop in rate, 5 million more people can qualify for a home. So you are going to be looking at the competition rather than buy now, refinance in a year or two years. I got you. So you really don't need to be renting right now. If you can get the money together to buy, you need to do it. You do. Regardless of 7%. Or you're wanting to do that, you know, buy up. This is a great time. You've already built up a tremendous amount of equity in the home you probably bought three to five years ago. Absolutely. Um, and you can even look at consolidating some of with the equity, consolidating some debt, which would actually then compensate with that $266 increase. So definitely a lot of things to look at. You need to talk to somebody who's, who understands numbers, understands financing, and can run your specific scenario. Is cash king? Well, <laughs> well in, in life in general, well, who has cash? No, but seriously, if you're buying a house, is cash king? I got 20% down, I can put 25% down, I can put 30% down. Well, cash is more king in the I'm going to buy at 100% cash. But at Fairway, we actually have an addendum. Um, if we get you fully underwritten, then and there are no conditions left other than appraisal and title, then we can do an, a cash addendum offer, which would convert it to cash in the event you did not close. So it's as golden as an all-cash offer, which really changes things. That does change things. Mm -hmm. We've done a lot in the market to get people competitive with some of those. A lot of the all-cash deals are investors, and a lot of people are getting tired of selling to investors. They they want another Mm -hmm. family to have their family home. Getting back to your, your processor and what your underwriter, you've built a network of professionals. Well, here at Northeast Georgia Business Radio X, we have created community partners. 
One of our great community partners is Leather and Lace Coffee Company. They specialize in barrel-aged coffee beans. Actually, Leather and Lace artisan roast all their coffees. Along with coffee roasting, they are a full-service, corporate event, and exceptional occasion catering company. Based in Brazelton, Georgia, Leather and Lace serves the Atlanta metro and northeast Georgia area. Visit LeatherLaceCoffeeCompany.com for all the details. And while you're at it, visit our new website, N-E-G-A-B-R-X.com, to see all our great community partners. Julie, you still with me? I'm still with you. Hey, I got to pay the bills. <laughs> me too. <laughs> got to pay the bills. What were we talking about? We're talking about mortgages. Yes, we are. And you love what you're doing. I do that love is, what I'm doing. So cool. Some of my most favorite borrowers are people that didn't buy the most expensive home. Sometimes they were people that bought the least expensive home, but thought they would never own a home. And it, it's such a wealth building tool having a home that right. it's that's extremely rewarding. Do you re- recommend someone more or less cashing in their equity after say five years if they make a lot of equity on some or gain a lot of equity on something? Go ahead and cash in, take that next step. Would you recommend that? I think that you have to look at each person's individual financial desires, goals, plans, where they're at, what they want. I wouldn't just on a blanket say you need to move every five years. I think my thing is don't pass up on a a once in a lifetime opportunity. If that opportunity is in front of you, should should they jump on it? A lot of people right now are thinking, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. But that isn't true of the numbers that I spoke of. Right. If, if you're ready to make the move, you need to make the move now. Because in, in a year or two from now, it's going to be, we will be right back in that fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 cash over asking price, right. um, if not more. If interest rates go down a, a few points. Oh, couple, that's a couple it's, points. It's going to go crazy. Yeah. You're right talking back, about right back to two was. points. We're talking about 10 million people yeah. that are going to be now qualified in the market who have been waiting. How about the 10 million? 10 million. 5 million for every 1% decrease. Is that how it works? That, that Pretty number? much. That's the calculation. I never thought of that. I don't think many people. No, I know. I know. Let's go over that again slowly because I'm, I'm very slow. <laughs> As a interest rate falls a point, more and more people become eligible? Yes. Because what, that changes the debt-to-income ratio? That's correct. That is correct. So then it makes them more eligible to either purchase their first home or eligible to move up to a higher more payment. Home. More, more home. home. That's Afford correct. more of a house. Correct. I got you. Mortgage rates do fall down to 4 or 5%. It's going to be Katie bar the door. It is. Okay. Which is even going to raise the, the home prices. Oh, yeah. Equity is going to go up even more. Well, 18 months ago, it was pure insanity. Right. And, you know, so many people, look. they focus on those five, years of the Great Recession. Mm -hmm. But in the past 81 years, there's only been six years where we have had a decrease in equity. And five of them was in one time. Yes. So we've got to quit focusing on the one bad time that we all obviously remember very well. And look at the 70 plus years of increase. That was a totally different time, though. Different situation. Totally different time. You had, I was in an industry that was Related to the building industry, let's leave it at that. You had everyone, their brother, their cousin, their best friend, and his sister building homes. Yes. Everybody was a builder. Everybody was a builder. The The, banks lent money to every builder out there. Drunken sailors. Yes. I'm serious. They didn't uh, track. 
right. where the money was going. They were so handing it out. They, oftentimes, the builder was using the money from one house to start another house, right. and right. they were getting ahead on their draws. Another thing, in the from the lending aspect, um, we were looking at you know. If you did, you didn't have to have a job. You didn't have to have assets. You didn't have to have good credit. You really didn't have to have anything to buy a home. There, and that has completely changed in our industry. Yeah, yeah. more standards, which was needed. It, uh, very much so. Dramatically so. This is Business Radio X, right? We are Northeast Georgia Business Radio X. Sole proprietors, small companies. Your dad was a quote-unquote small business. He was. Is that sometimes pulling teeth to get a mortgage? Is that, ah, is, that's a that, great question. So if you're self-employed? Most of my audience is a small business. Yes, I've got great friends at SK Battery, the biggest fish in the county. Right. But i got a lot of people with two or three employees. Sure, sure. When we're working with self-employed individuals, it is more difficult from the stand, um, documentation standpoint of income. A little the more big, requirement. Yes. Okay. It's typically, whereas if you're working in a, as a W-2 employee, you're going to get two years of W-2s and 30 days of pay stubs. With a self-employed person, I'm looking at two years of tax returns, okay. um, per, both personal and business, depending on you know how they structure their return. What kind of entity they are. Yes. Right. And then we calculate the income from those documents, which typically you hear a lot of, but I make more than that. <laughs> But unfortunately, uh, we go by your tax returns. Small businesses have been known to write off everything but the air they breathe. Some would say that is self-defense. I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. It's not for me to decide. No, I know. That's part of being a small business. But that is where it comes from. Uh, from your tax, actual tax filed tax returns is where your income is going to come from. And you're going to need two full years of okay. self-employment. Now, does cash on hand help that for that down payment? No, no. no. Not really? particularly, no. Really? Unless if you have assets that you can use as income. Now, what about a stock portfolio? Can that be an asset? Uh, it depends. Okay. So e- there are ways to make things work. Typically, you're going to take all of your assets that you're not using towards the home, and then you're going to divide that by 30 years, and that's going to be your monthly 30 years in months, 360 months, and that would be could be an additional income source. I got Everyone involved wants to make sure you end of the day, you can pay for that house. Right, which is actually a good thing. We I don't so. really want to set people up for failure so, because it hurts them and it hurts us as a whole uh, yeah. community. Well, yeah, when you go into a neighborhood and every fourth house has that sticker on it, yeah, you're, it's been foreclosed on. Yes. That's bad for everybody. It is bad for everybody. Except for the investors. Except for the investors. That 1%. Yes. <laughs> we won't go down that road either. No, no, we will not. Before we get out of here, something that, I'm potentially dabbling in, right? Investment homes, say mountain cabins, uh, beach condos. How hard is it to get a loan for that? And I know every situation is different, but it can be done though. Right, right. It can be done. Um, It's interesting in our world, um, second homes have actually become a little bit harder because so many people were purchasing second homes and VRBOing them. and then short, going occasionally. Short term rental, yeah. Yes, right. which really makes them an investment property. Mm-hmm. Um, so the terms on second homes have have been tweaked some. So that's one option, depending on how you're going to do it. Or as an investment property, you're just going to need to have more money down. Okay. Um, more down payment. Yep. And just different guidelines. Okay. It is possible. Now, if I'm overstepping, just flat tell me to buy a home and say, oh, this is going to be my home or even a second home, 
And then as soon as you hit the parking lot from the closing table, hey, I'm renting it out tomorrow to the Jones family. That's mortgage fraud, is it not? If you bought that under the pretense that that is going to be my home, I'm living in it every day. Oh, yes. That is most definitely. That is if, mortgage If you're fraud. buying a primary residence and you or do you're not. Claim, you're claiming it is. It, claiming it's a primary, re- that is mortgage fraud. Okay. And yes, that is 30 years in prison and up is to Is it that mil- money? <laughs> and up to I've never done dollars that. in fines. And, and I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but I, yeah. kn- I know of some folks who, forgive me for saying this, I probably shouldn't even say this, but it's my show I'm going to. They preach that principle. I'm not kidding you. Oh, well, that's Julie is giving me a look right now. Yeah, I, I am. Did you not? <laughs> I, I have sat, sat in in quote-unquote seminars or whatever you want to call them, and people have flat said, hey, it doesn't matter what you do with it. As soon as you hit that parking lot, it's up to you. That's not, that's not quite true, is it? No, and they actually do door knocks. So do really? those people who think that should think about the door knocks. I know so, insurance companies do that. Yes, so they will come within, uh, you're required to move into the home within 60 days of okay. closing. Um, and sometime after that, uh, if they have any reason to believe that you are not doing that, they will send really? a representative out to knock so on got the door. So they like a little squad investigating it. I guess. I don't know. I don't know that I, I've, I've ever never, had a door I, knock. I never have. No, I have never had it. I have had insurance come around. I you know. haven't had that one either. And but of you, course, they, the insurance comes around when you're putting the new deck on. And it takes several days to do the deck, and the railing is not up yet because you got to build the rest of the deck first. Right. And then they're threatening to, right. to cancel your insurance. So wait a minute, you can smell the new wood. It's <laughs> it's pretty obvious. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I would not recommend that. And if I knew it was happening, I would walk away from that. I don't blame you. I would too. Because I can also go to jail. <laughs> so Really? I, yes. It falls on your shoulders too? Yes, it does. Okay, cool. Cool. I just kind of wanted to clear the, the air in my mind on that. Yes. I don't think. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Not recommending that one today. Okay. <laughs> Julie, what did we leave out? I'll give you last word. Why do the folks, there's all kinds of mortgage people in the world. Why do the folks need to call uh, call you, get a hold of you? We're going to give a website out here in just a minute. Give you last word. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I've had a lot of fun today. I think that you need to, more important even than than me, being knowledgeable and knowing how to review your your documents, which a lot of loan officers, um, there are no requirements for education, ability to handle the job, very little training. So you have to kind of put yourself in the right position to get there. But then it's my team. So it's uh, highly unlikely in this industry that you would have a team any better than those three other women that I work with. And uh, we talk day and night we communicate on the weekends. We're going to get your loan closed. And that's the most important part for the borrower uh, and the real estate agent. Gotcha. Now, you focus on Jefferson, Hartwell, Monroe, even into North Gwinnett a little bit. Oh, yes. So I'm licensed in both Georgia and South Carolina. And South Carolina. Yes. Hence the Hartwell. Yes. Nice. So Anderson, Greenville, Clemson. Right. Well, we may not be allowed to say that word. <laughs> yeah, no, here. we won't talk about Clemson. Never mind. I haven't been there yet. <laughs> really? But Athens is great. <laughs> Athens is awesome. I love Athens. We got a website, juliekingfairway.com. That is correct. Juliekingfairway.com. Is that the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Yes, it sure is. You're on social media at all? Uh, I am. I have Facebook, I okay. have LinkedIn, um, and of course, calling me on the phone. You want to give that number? Sure. 770-634-9883. I think you know what you're talking about. And I don't, but I don't know anything. I'm just a radio host. 
Well, I hope I hope that's what you came across with after we were done with this. I do, and I'm, I'm, I'm confident I can make you a, a homeowner. Nice. So I appreciate it very much, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Julie, thank you so much for being here. Folks, hey, check Julie out. JulieKingFairway.com. Give Julie a call, 770-634-9883. I'm Tom Sheldon. Another great episode. We'll talk to you soon.